Um, which wait, wait, I got to do a cough check. Women can't, women can't, women can't, women can't parlay. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello. Welcome to Women Can't Parlay. Welcome again. Somehow, some way, we fucking made it another week. Yeah, episode 18. Crazy. That's weird. I know. It is weird. It doesn't sound like a lot, but it is a lot. That's a lot. I mean, yeah, but I just mean sometimes when you see it on paper, it's like, uh, but then you think about it and you're like, wow, that's a lot. No, for <laughs> sure. Especially for everybody that isn't wondering this at all right before this, we were talking about how time flies. And I'm like thinking about the year 2000 and thinking that that's just like five seconds ago and it's 21 fucking years ago. So yeah, 18 is a lot. <laughs> yeah, literally like two thirds of my life. But <laughs> yeah. it does feel like just the other day. Yeah. I'm so tired of getting old. Yeah, I mean, my birthday's on Friday. Yeah, Friday has a birthday. Yeah, bitches. I'll be in Houston, and we're going to celebrate. Partiz. Oh, yeah, Um, by the way, I'm Jess. I'm Rainy. (laughs) We're your hosts. We're really good at this. Yes, we're awesome. 18 whole episodes, and we still don't know how to introduce ourselves. We're Women Can't Parlay. Yeah, we are, and still cannot, because I had West Virginia plus four and a half, and they just fucked that up. I mean, again, we're going to have to come up with something like women that fail. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, at what point do we just say, yep, guys, are like, it's true. We can't do this. We gave it the good old college try, you know? <laughs> uh, we'll see. Put out a lot of bets today, so we'll see how they go. First one, fail. <laughs> That's okay. But um, I feel like it was such a bad beat, it shouldn't even count. Go watch that game if you didn't. I, I didn't. So, (laughs) well, it's hard to watch them when you're on like a fucking conference call like all day long. Thankfully for me, I was able to kind of catch, catch it at work. And then during my drive and then as I got home was the very end. Outcome, not so much, but yeah. True. True that. Anyway. Yeah. So we've been going at this like four months now. Y'all four months ago, like four months and maybe one or two weeks ago, we just were like, let's do this podcast. (laughs) <laughs> and then Jess ordered a bunch of shit and then we started. So I know like, how it went down. I mean, <laughs> although you have to like backpedal like four years, years prior of us being like, that. we should do a podcast and then never doing it. That's true. And then finally just being like, you know what? We're actually going to do this. And then we did. And here we are. And here you all are. And thank you so much for joining us. Please go rate us, review us, subscribe to us. That would yeah, be wonderful. Give us some, yeah. Give us some feedback. It's helpful. It really is helpful. <laughs> I, it's funny. I don't know how we're ever going to have actual guests if I continue looking like this. <laughs> well, like, same. like we have several people that we're in touch with and like, I am going to need to book that shit, but I'm actually going to have to like do my hair and makeup. Yeah. That's going to be a problem. Yeah. It's also a problem for me. Also, maybe is there a type of Zoom or something where we can just throw a filter on a bitch? Yeah. We could be like that lawyer and put that like cat filter on. Ooh, yeah. That was the best. Like, I swear I'm not a cat. I'm not a cat. I'm prepared to move forward. <laughs> that was so yeah. great. Yeah, we'll do that. Epic fuck ups. Yeah, like come as your favorite animal. I'm yeah. in. Did you see today there was a a doctor who had to go to court for traffic, like speeding tickets or something? Yeah. And he did the Zoom while performing surgery. 
Oh God. I was what like, I don't know move. if you're just trying to be an asshole or if like yes. you're trying to get a sympathy vote from the judge to like, dismiss the tickets or something. Like, I don't know what your play yeah. is here, but I, I feel think- like it's gotta be some sort of like HIPAA violation or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, Not that you I can guess- like see the body on the table or anything, but I'm just like, I would be pissed off if I were your patient right now. <laughs> No, I totally agree. But I guess technically for HIPAA, as long as you can't see right. the, like name and information, he's probably good. But yeah, I mean, to me immediately, I'm like, okay, we get it. You're a fucking surgeon yeah. or whatever. Like, yeah, personally, okay. I like my my surgeons to be like paying attention when they got like a fucking <laughs> scalpel to me while I'm passed the fuck out. Dude, no That's shit. That's just me though. That's just me. That's insane, actually. Yeah. That's super insane. Yeah. And I don't know what kind of surgery he was performing. I didn't look that into it. It was just kind of a crazy story that I saw. Doesn't today. matter. No, unless, doesn't matter. Unless your patient is awake or not under and has consented to this, then it's not okay. Yeah. That's Wild. how I feel. Wild. I don't, I didn't, I don't have a good random question. I didn't think about it. I think it. that's okay because my brain doesn't fucking work this week and I'm never good at answering those anyway. The only one I saw, but I was like, this is kind of dumb because I, I know the answer or at least I think I know the answer. Do you have any tattoos? I do. Pretty sure I know you have at least one, but I was like, does she have more than one? I can't remember. No, okay. I, I have one because you know why? I got it when I was 18. You know the story and I'm not going to repeat it. I remember you um, showed it to me in the concessions where we used to eat lunch. <laughs> yeah. That's a bigger issue. We'll get it to another day. <laughs> God, what a time. Yeah, we ate lunch at our concessions. Yeah. Like for Do real, have- for real. I feel like us saying it out loud does no justice for what it actually was. Yeah, because we also um, held cheer practice in there sometimes. <laughs> but it was also like four foot five, like four by five. Like it was not not oh. a space that we should be eating lunch in by any means. Yeah, but if, we did. If, if like 80% of the people that listen to this podcast didn't also eat lunch in that <laughs> concession stand, then people might think that our situation was weird. Yeah, and it was. Like, why are you complaining? I'm like, not complaining. It's just if you if you could see it, if you could only yeah. see it. Yeah, like these, uh, like, you know, 10 things I hate about you and all those uh, high school, she's all that, like high school shows and movies where they have all these places. It's like, yeah, that's not where I went to school. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. No way, no. no how. Yeah, no, I got a tattoo when I turned 18 just to like, you know, defy my parents because they didn't think I'd get one. So I did. Who does that? I didn't even have my a ears pierced. People. A yeah. lot of people. You didn't have your ears pierced then? Fuck no. I no, got a tattoo. Then like... I think when I turned 21, I got my belly button pierced. Yeah, I never did that. I mean, I don't know why I did either. I almost passed out with all three of these events and then got my (laughs) ears pierced like two years after that. Completely backwards. But yeah, so you don't, right? You don't have one? No, I do not have a tattoo, but it's funny because like I love tattoos. Guys with tattoos, like I'm super attracted to that. I do love a tattoo. Yeah, it's, I mean, you can be a hot guy and that's great and I'll be attracted to you. But then if you put tattoos on you, I'll be like a thousand times more attracted to you. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I I come across like subpar dudes all the time or even women and I'm like, yes, those fucking tattoos, man. They put you up some notches in my book. Absolutely, yeah. I just, I have commitment issues. So like I just (laughs) never got a tattoo, but I have gotten a lot of piercings. Well, I mean, that sounded bad. Definitely ears pierced, but I never did the second hole thing or anything like that. Like, it just never interests yeah. me. When I was a senior in high school, I got my nose pierced, and oh, yeah. it was like the little bitty stud piercing. And I feel like that was like a, a thing back then, like a craze. 
Mm-hmm. I was one of the first people to do that. Like I, I saw Kelly Clarkson do it and I Hell saw her yeah. in a magazine and I thought it was the cutest thing ever. Yeah. And so I went and did it like the next day. Wasn't 18 yet. A girl from our high school, like let me borrow her ID. I went and got it the day we were released for Christmas break. So it would heal. And then I could wear the little like clear one because Avi not allowed at our school to have a nose yeah. piercing. No, nothing. And then after that, I let that grow in. And then now I have the derms. Yeah, I was going to say, that's fucking hardcore though. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah, so those who don't know, I have three dermal piercings on my wrist and it's kind of funny because I have most people who listen to this podcast make fun of it, but <laughs> for the rest of the world, anybody that I run into, they're like, oh my God, like that's so cool. So it's really yeah. more of a conversation starter than anything and I've had yeah. it for like three, four years now. So it's, I don't know. Sometimes I think I need to get them taken out, but then I never do. I know. No, I think, no, I think they're dope as shit. I just like, I'm way too big of a baby. Like last year when I turned the big three, five, I got my second ear hole. (laughs) You're saying God. Yeah, I think uh, a girl from our town, she got her her ears pierced like just a few years ago and she's like at the age of like 30. That's so awesome. We all went with her. That's hilarious. Yeah. Cool. All right, yeah. moving that's on. That's what we'll use. That's, I don't know. That's so we'll personal. See. Yeah. Kind of just a random get to know you question. I, we assume y'all might want to know a little bit more about us. Anyway, moving on. Yes. What you got? Moving on, first thing we want to bring up talk about is Women's History Month, which is apparently also now being called Women's Empowerment Month, which I'm not mad about. Yeah. That is in full swing. It is the month of March. Monday, March 8th is International Women's Day. So obviously celebrate that. Want to recognize that. I know not to get like sappy or whatever, but (sighs) I definitely wouldn't be where I am today without the women in my life. No doubt. Uh, can literally almost say like exclusively the women in my life. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, love my brothers, but definitely so have I. a lot of good women surrounding me as well. But yeah, I mean, we just need to continue to fight for what we want and not fall into expectations that are kind of set for us in these societal um, ways. Yeah, societal kind of, um, damn, I don't, again, I'm already like blanking on the terms that I was wanting to use, but whatever. Yeah, we're just worth we're worth more than that. We're strong. We can do more than that. So I'm going to kind of use the motto that the women in my family use, which is here's the strong women. May we know them. May we be them. May we raise them. Cheers to all the women out there listening, obviously welcoming men as well, but please help support and recognize, you know, your female coworkers, your family, everything. We go through a lot. So yeah, I think my boy Bruce Arian says it said it real well when asked why he hires women as coaches mm-hmm. or something. And basically his response was like, well, the fact that their gender is different, who gives a shit? Seriously, who gives a shit? Absolutely. Hire somebody for what they do and how well they do it and how well they fit in and like call it a day. Yeah. And I'll say in my personal corporate job, I'm very involved in talking with the upper management and levels above that in these issues. I'm involved in a women in finance group that I was selected to be on. Yeah, you were. And that's with our equity partners. And we meet quarterly and we go over the statistics of not just women, but why it's important to diversify any working environment, especially boards and things like that. And it makes so much sense. If you have 
10 people in a boardroom and they're all the exact same and they come from very similar backgrounds and they have very similar life experiences, your vision and your focus, you're going to pigeonhole yourself. You need to diversify that room as much as you possibly can. That way you have backgrounds from every different walk of life. And that in the numbers, not only in, I feel like saying this should be so super obvious, but the yeah. numbers back it up. Companies who diversify like that, they tend to be successful in crazy, crazy amounts above their competitors. So, well, right, um, because they're they're thinking of everything, whereas over here they're just tunnel yeah, vision. Exactly, tunnel vision. Yeah. Right, exactly. Expanding yeah. outside of their normal comfort zones, or maybe not comfort zones, but outside of their normal vision. So, yeah. Um, I want to shout out like a few notable celebrations and recognitions that I that I saw were coming up at the end of March. I think March 29th, ESPN is going to run a consecutive 18 hours worth of women in sports documentaries, nice. notable games, notable women in sports. Yeah, televised items like Serena and Venus have you know several docs and matches. I think, and then there's the 2017 Women's College World Series where it went into 17 innings. I think that was game one between Oklahoma and Florida. Denver Nuggets will be honoring female members of their staff through the month. Female members of the Denver Nuggets organization through the month. And the last one that I saw that was so awesome is the PWHPA, which is the Professional Women's Hockey Players Association. They played the first ever women's hockey game at Madison Square Garden. This was in large support with the New York Rangers. Billie Jean King opened up the event. If you haven't watched like at least her speech, it was pretty cool. Yeah, um, it was it was highly televised. Just an amazing event overall. I've seen a lot of Rangers players and their organization being very supportive and and you know kind of laying the groundwork of why it's important to do these kinds of things. So I thought that was really awesome. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I wanted to bring make note of that. Yeah, I need to check that out. Yeah. So hit us up, reach out, let us know in what ways you or your organization is celebrating. Our company it does a lot for that as That's well. That's awesome. As I'm learning, I just haven't gotten into it yet, but it is super interesting. And it's been very like since day one, there's been constant communication about it. So I think that's pretty cool. (laughs) Let's go girls. Yeah. Dude, I saw a meme the other day that was like, when you hear Shania say, let's go girls, I could run through a brick wall. And I was like, God, that's so fucking true. Dude, I watched a whole TikTok on intros to Shania Shania songs. And the girl was like, "Uh, Shania Twain intros ranked on my hypeness when I hear them. (laughs) And of course, that one was like number one. But That sounds awesome. I'll have to send that to me. Yeah, it was so good and very fucking accurate. All right. Well, cool. We'll move on. Although we will continue talking about women's sports, not exactly as positive news, I'll say. Former women's gymnastics Olympic coach John Gettert was charged with 24 felonies involving the abuse of underage gymnasts this past Thursday. He was actually expected to turn himself in later that afternoon, but instead of taking accountability for his crimes and Helping his victims retain justice, he took his own life. Yeah. He um, he managed to make himself a bigger piece of shit than he already was. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to speak ill of the dead. However, this one's a little bit different. 
I'm here to say I feel for his family and his friends. If you don't follow the sport that closely, you may hear this and think that we're talking about Larry Nassar, who was the prime suspect of this entire disgusting chain of events that's been going down. I mean, I feel like you kind of have to be living under a rock to not really know of the underage sexual assaults that have been uncovered and unveiled that have been going on in women's gymnastics gymnastics for forever Way too fucking long to be yeah. honest but well, just to be clear this is not larry nassar this is this is a different guy however um, although together, two right? separate people both very much guilty of absolute revolting actions nassar was formally charged and is currently serving his 175 year Whoop. sentence for his decades of abuse so John, who we are speaking about, might be a little less well-known for his involvement. However, very much still involved. He was a longtime associate of NASAR. And honestly, like even after NASAR was charged and things were coming out, was still defending him and being a friend to him. And, and the way I see it, and, and I think it's kind of accurate to say based on his charges, John was more involved in like the semantics of it all. He had a very popular gym where a lot of very, very competitive and talented gymnasts would go to, many of them going on to the Olympics. And from what I understand, he would work them so hard to give them injuries to send to Nasser where they were ultimately abused. And okay, John so himself did abuse as well. So that's where the human trafficking charges come correct, in. Correct, correct. Yes, it was. I mean, I think it was not only an in scheme, but also a scheme of abusing underage gymnasts. And yes, because they were not just in Michigan, they were moving gymnasts all over between meets and things like that. The charge for sex trafficking was brought along with several other disgusting charges. I think it was like 29 counts of human trafficking or something. I just saw 24 charges I didn't read the counts of that. If there was a specific number of women, I wouldn't doubt it because I know Nassar's ended up being, it was so many. And I think you're right. If you haven't watched anything about it or read anything about it, I highly suggest Athlete A. Yeah. I I will tell you though, it's pretty rough. Yeah. It's it's hard to watch. And is Athlete A the one on HBO? There's two. There's one on HBO and there's one on Netflix and they're very similar, but a little bit different. I watched them both. I just can't remember which one's which. Well, I'm here to tell you the one on Netflix has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. No, they're both they're both excellent. I would even say they're both must-watches, but I feel yeah. like generally you're going to get the same information from both. They just take a little bit different of a turn. I don't know. I may yeah. be explaining this, that bad, but... Complete A, the one I'm talking about is the Netflix one. Okay. Yeah. I can't remember the HBO one, so sorry, HBO. But they're both... I, bo- I watch both of them, both excellent. Kind of want to go back and watch them again because I do feel like this Getter is featured... Not not featured because obviously it was more about Nasser, but I definitely right. think they bring him up. I'd be interested because I didn't really recognize his name whenever it came out. When I saw the thing, I immediately obviously thought it was Nasser, Nassar, or whatever his name is. Yeah. Um, well, and that's kind of why I said that because I think that's what everyone's mind is going to go to because they just remember that one guy. And definitely, yes, that main guy did very horrible things. And I think he was the prime master abuser here, but that doesn't take away from the fact that this man also did, did as well. And he also was sort of a, um, I hate myself. I just hate, (laughs) but I can't think of words in the moment. Um, he kind of was instrumental in feeding these underage victims to Nasser. Obviously, it's not to say if that guy didn't do it, somebody else wouldn't have, but he did do it. Who knows? Maybe he was like, 
I don't want my family to have to go through a trial and, or like to go through any more of this. I don't fucking know. Yeah. But his family, which I hope anyone listening, all six of you, please don't (laughs) condemn his family. They did nothing fucking wrong. I will say that I don't know enough about his family dynamic. I do believe his wife was involved in the gymnastics community. Yeah. When he left, I think he left because I think he owned a gym. And when he, he yeah, left he it owned, to her, like not, I think died, because I mean, he like was he charged, retired. I think because he was charged and he owned the gym, he obviously had to no longer own the gym. So it was sold oh, to her. I, now was that, I thought he did that a while back. I mean, it was in 2018. Oh, okay. So that's what I all this think this is when I think all of this investigation was underway and I don't know if it was for, I don't, I don't want to speculate. I just know how business operates sometimes. And sometimes that whole under new management thing is the route you go. Yeah. And I don't know that selling a gym from your husband to your wife is necessarily under new management. I don't know the ins and outs. We know that he was charged and, and there was enough evidence to charge him at this time. As far as I know, his wife was not charged. So my understanding is there is not evidence to charge her. So I'm going to assume yeah. she was not aware of this. At the end of the day, she's just now lost her husband. And I honest to God can't even sit here and say, I know if they have kids or not. I'm If yeah. they do, I mean, this is very tragic for the children and her and her family. So I just hope people don't condemn the family for the crimes that they didn't commit and blame this world, for their father's actions. In this world, people definitely will, but yeah, we, they absolutely we won't will. be a part of that crowd. No, absolutely not. And then obviously, I mean, I think even above that, my, my heart goes to the victims. A hundred percent. I mean, it's so hard and it was so hard for these women to come forward. And that's a big thing to watch the documentary for is it's really uncovers kind of how this all finally came out. And then once that floodgate opened, it was like massive, a massive amounts of people started coming or young women coming forward, talking about how they were sexually abused as minors. So definitely thoughts are with them as well in that. I don't know. I mean, these are things that just abuse you and and stay with you forever. I don't know that you'll ever get closure from it, but I'm sure that they wanted their day in court and they're not going to get it. And that sucks. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of closure, but I'm sure it's not necessarily the justice that they were looking for. So sure. So go watch those documentaries, support the yeah. young women who were literally sexually assaulted for yeah. their sport. And who will be, who not only have experienced this already, but will be for the rest of their lives. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. It's terrible. God, that's dark. Let's move. Yeah. Super dark. Hard to like transition into anything else. So, uh, guys, that's it for me. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. Signing off. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I put this in the best order, but we're going to try to move on. We're going to have a discussion about March Madness, right? I mean, along with March, along with Women's Empowerment Month comes one of the greatest sporting events of all time. Yeah. March Madness. And it looks like we're going to have it this year, unlike last year where March literally brought us COVID. But (laughs) I just wanted to kind of introduce these conversations. I mean, I know we haven't talked much about it. Definitely, we're getting through the football season kind of just been watching games, analyzing, seeing what's going on. I just wanted to kind of talk about it a little bit today because it will be a hot topic of discussion for our next month or so worth of yeah. podcasts. 
So I wanted to talk a little bit about the times, what's going to happen, some role changes, things like that. I was just going to ask you that because I haven't really looked into like the bubble or what they're going to do or like when it starts and all that kind of crap. Yeah. So I'm still a little bit learning how it's all going to go. If your team gets COVID, you're out. There's no pausing the game, the tournament for you or anything like that. And, you know, once you kind of have that contact or that risk exposure, I think you have to quarantine for probably a minimum of 10 days or something like that. And that means you've probably missed a good portion of your game. So to my understanding, so this week we're kind of rounding out championship week where all the different winners of the different divisions, there's Mm -hmm. so many random conferences and the most confusing. It's a lot. So that's this week. So there's kind of a lot of college basketball this week, honestly, to take in. Selection Sunday will be March 14th. First four is March 18th. First round, the 19th and 20th. They play kind of all throughout March and beginning of April with the championship game being April 5th, April 5th which women's college basketball is on a very similar schedule. I think they start just like a day behind their gotcha. selection Sunday is like the 15th or the 16th. Their championship is on April 4th, which is just the day before the men. So definitely watch, keep tuned into both. I think there's some great action to be had. I know, like I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, I just watched Baylor, West Virginia. It was probably one of the best games ever watched in my life. There's a lot of teams that, but it's kind of funny because it's similar to football in the way that it's like, it doesn't matter like what, I mean, in football, everything kind of matters, but it's one thing to start out good. And then if you suck in December, kind of doesn't matter. Yeah. And so it's very similar in the sense that there's a lot of teams who like have started out really, really hot and played very, very well. And then now they're falling back and it's like, well, this is not a good time for you to start playing like shit. Yeah. No kidding. 2021 NCAA D1 men's basketball tournament will be unlike any March Madness that has ever come before. NCAA announced in early January, the entire 2021 men's basketball championship will be played in Indiana with the majority of the tournament, 67 games taking place in Indianapolis, all of in Indiana, but all over, I think the state. And then the last or most of them will be in Indianapolis. I would expect nothing less. March Madness is always crazy to begin with, but with you throwing COVID into the mix, it could be very, very tumultuous. So they have to make rules regarding COVID. I mean, it just is what it is. So the way I understand it is if you experience a breakout, so like up until the 16th of March, there could be replacement teams because it's basically like if your team gets COVID, like you're out, you're done. I mean, there's nothing else they can do. So up until the 16th, which is just, you know, a couple days after selection Sunday, they may put in a replacement team for you. And then after that point, if a team gets COVID, they pretty much just forfeit the game and their opponent moves on. So there's no reseeding or anything like that. I think a lot of people are questioning that. But I mean, this to me makes the most sense. And I get it. If they were like starting to reseed and rebracket people, it would no way. Well, a screw up like the structure of the bracket and the popularity of the bracket. That's well, like, even like the integrity of the whole thing. Yes, yeah. exactly. The integrity. Thank you. That's a good word. March Madness. A number one thing you like think of is the bracket. 
that I think I'm sure went into the decision. And then secondary to that, it really would fuck teams up if they've been prepping to play certain teams and then they yeah. get moved to a harder seed. It really screws yeah. things up. So I hope for everyone's sake, nobody experiences COVID, but I think it's up to you and your team to make sure that doesn't happen. Right. So don't be stupid. Yeah, God. Because it's not like this is new, right? Like we've now officially been dealing with this for a full year. Mm-hmm. So like, come on. It is stupid at this point because you know. How bad do you want it? Let's not go out celebrating and like contract COVID because you're not going to be celebrating much longer. And like you said, bringing up the bubble, I don't know the terms of that. I don't know how restricted these teams are. I'm sure it's hard to keep that many many people accounted for and bubbled up. I think there's probably a level of independence that they'll have, whereas like the NHL didn't have. And they're probably like, well, if we just keep it to one state... Then yeah, hopefully that'll easier help. to travel around within. I would think they would make it to where I thought uh, maybe they were thinking about having fans too, somewhat. Yeah, I don't, I could be wrong about that, but and maybe not fans, maybe like family members or something. I don't know, but yeah. honestly, I'd have to go read it. I haven't read enough of that, but I can't wait. I love March Madness. One of the like first things I do in March is watch this old DVD that I have, and it's like the history of March Madness. It's so cool. Nice. I mean, I'm sure you could probably watch it on anything, but yeah. I don't know. I I actually like own the DVD. I do love March Madness. And I do, I mean, the NBA finals and people don't like NBA, whatever. I don't care. I like it. But I more so watch the players and NBA, but like college basketball, like I do enjoy watching it. I do like March Madness. I just, if I don't have time, then. Yeah, no, I think it's impossible for somebody to watch every single NBA game or college basketball game. I mean, it is a lot to take in. It's overwhelming. I think it's just one of those things, but definitely during March Madness, it's like at work, computer, like one screen's going to be me working, one screen's going to be showing me all the different games going on. Yeah. No, it's badass. I was looking at just like the rankings to see. Mm -hmm. I was a huge Duke fan. And so I got on there and I was like, okay, so Duke's not in there. (laughs) Yeah, no. Like I'm looking top 25. Yeah. Gonzaga is the only undefeated team right now. Yeah. Baylor. Mm -hmm was up until like a week ago, but they just came off of a three-week COVID stint or whatever. But that game, so Kansas obviously beat Baylor to Mm -hmm. make them undefeated now. At Kansas, it was senior night after this game. So leading up to this game, they had won 37 consecutive senior nights and that made it their 38th. I'm like, Mm -hmm. that'd be a hard, that's a lot of pressure for anybody, right? That's a lot of pressure for Kansas to continue for that specific team to continue that tradition. And it's a lot of pressure for Baylor to be the ones to kill that tradition, especially coming off of this COVID. So I just, I thought that was super interesting and like, Oh yeah. No, it's been all the buzz in the game. Oh yeah. But that's gotta be one of the like longest running gambling yeah. stats that there ever was. No doubt. Like, I mean, I'm saying that knowing nothing, but like, please tell me something that has ridden 38 times in a row. Yeah. And I feel, I feel kind of stupid for just not learning that. Cause now every year I want to watch Kansas's freaking senior night. Game. No shit. <laughs> yeah. Hello. It's That's crazy. crazy. Glad you brought that up too. Cause they were talking about it on one of the gambling shows I listened to and definitely a crazy stat. And <sighs> I'm glad we mentioned it. Cause I did not have that in my notes. Go figure. 
So like the last three national titles were number one seeds. And then out of the last four out of five were also number one. There was one, the one that wasn't a number one seed was a number two seed. So since the year 2014 of the 20 champions have been a number one seed. Dang, I feel like I did not know that. Yeah. Like I knew there was a recent run of number one seeds, but that shocks me. It said 19. So 19 of 20 have been one, two or three seeds. The one exception was in 2013, 2014 season, which was UConn, and they were number seven. So 19 out of the last 20 have been one, two, or three seed. That's crazy. I don't know. I, I feel know. like, I, I mean, obviously, maybe this is just me being hopeful. I mean, I think it's going to be great basketball, which is what we all want. Yes. I'm just, I'm really not sure that I buy into like the Gonzaga Baylor thing. Like I get it. Like Gonzaga is doing very well. I I can't take away from the fact they're undefeated. Same thing with Baylor. They were undefeated forever, but I just feel like I just have this sense that's telling me that there's going to be a team come in and they're going to win and it's not going to be a one, two situation. Hey, trust your gut because I feel like there's some dark horses that are really good and there's maybe Gonzaga's schedule that you could say might not have been as hard and things like that. So I don't know. I don't know. But then you say that stat and I'm like, yeah, that's not, that's, that doesn't help me. Well, but still, I mean, there's always a chance for it not to be, you know, there's always a chance for KU to lose on senior night. Yeah. That's just comes around once a year. So now same thing. Yeah. So we'll Go see. with your gut. You should have dur- you should have during freaking NFL because you were on it. I know, I know, I know, I know. Same thing. I, I hate gambling. <laughs> God, God, y'all, what did we do? What? what did we Why do? are we doing this? <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Oh God, no. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, looking forward to it. We'll definitely continue that discussion because it will be all the talk come the next couple weeks. So. Yeah. Super excited. Can't wait. We'll probably fill out a bracket. Yeah, no, we're definitely going to fill out a bracket. All right. Well, let's move on and we'll enter into the world of football. Yes. First up, like what the fuck's going on with Russell Wilson? I mean, just to put it out on the table, I just think he's trying to do, I just, he's trying to leverage the Seahawks, right? Like, yeah, no, I, I think he's clearly unhappy. Yeah. Well, Yeah. I mean, and like, and they're trying, right? Like, I feel like they're trying to make the defense a little better. They're trying to make the O-line a little better. Like they're trying to do these things for him, but I don't really know. Like it's not very fast, you know, or it's like not enough. Yeah. Yeah, But then, so he came out and said, I haven't asked for a trade. I'm not asking for a trade, but I would go to the Bears, Saints, Cowboys, or Raiders, which I found hilarious first and foremost. But I look at those teams and I'm like, Okay, so what are those teams going to do for you that's any better than what you have? Yeah, or exactly. I'm sorry, I just am like... Huh? No, I know. It's super weird because if if you don't know, he has he signed a like a 4-year deal in 2019 or something for 140 million dollars, which at the time was the highest paid player in the NFL. Nice. That would make his annual like salary 35 million dollars a year. <laughs> Must be nice. Must be nice. 
So yeah, I don't freaking know. He's 32. He's still Russell Wilson. Like, I don't know. I mean, he's definitely good. And I always, I feel like I said that a lot this year, right? Yeah, no, for sure. I think we were definitely made it very clear that we support fucking Russell Wilson. (laughs) We support you, R-Dub. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, he did this a few years ago, right? Which is how he got what he got. And then now I feel like maybe he's doing it again because I'm pretty sure he has a no trade clause as well. So yeah, so he can say all this, but if the Seahawks try and do something and he doesn't want to do it, he doesn't have to fucking do it. I don't know. I do think he's kind of maybe trying to leverage, but you're right. Like, I don't, what does he want? Because like, if they give him more money, then are they going to be able to afford what they need to protect him? Or well, that's my thing is that like one of his statements was, I want to throw the ball more and get hit less. And that's okay. what I'm looking to do. And it's like, well, okay, so which one of these teams has the offensive line? Like, uh, yeah. none of them. I don't exactly. understand. And like you said, if you take up the salary cap, that's it. Like there's no adding to it. So yeah. I no, don't it's... really get it. I don't either. It's love you, Russ, but we got Dak. Um, I'm yeah, good. we don't. Who Which is, is like crazy. supposedly full strength in April. All the I Cowboys know. are supposed to be at full strength in April. Go us. Yeah. Like I'm about to go place a bet on a future Super Bowl Cowboys. <laughs> Hells yeah. Good vibes. Um, <laughs> with the Bears and the Saints, those two maybe make the most sense considering where they're at quarterback wise. But money wise, I but don't money know if they wise, have the no. money to fucking get him. Right. Exactly. But there was like a lot of talk about this rumor or not really rumor but reports people saying drew Brees is refusing to retire and he's kind of holding the saints hostage okay but i think that's since been debunked he's come out saying he's just waiting for the right time and he's got to get his mind right about it but i think he's even made some moves to open up his salary for the saints i'm very confused on that wait what drew Brees? doesn't he already have a gig i thought he already has a job well i don't think any of that's official and he is not retired And and then the other day, he posted this Twitter video of him working out, like lifting. And people are like, what the fuck? Like, is he just going to refuse to retire? Well, like the mayor of New Orleans or whatever, like, or maybe it was the governor of Louisiana. I don't remember who it was. Do they even have that? I don't know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Listen. But yeah, right. But they like made this whole, I don't remember if it was on Twitter or somewhere else, but like basically wrote Russell Wilson a letter and was like, "Yeah." yeah. We want you, like, come on, kind of thing. Yeah, and I think a lot of that was happening, but then people were saying that Drew Brees is, like, refusing to retire. But because Drew Brees' salary is so high, we're not going to be able to afford anyone else. Uh, but what I read is that Drew Brees negotiated his salary down $1 million. What? But that was just basically him saying, look, I am going to retire, but I need to get in the right headspace in order to do it. Oh, I get so that. From what I understand, the Drew Brees thing is figured out and they are opening up. They have now, I think, opened up room in their salary cap. Yikes. That would Hopefully. be super interesting. Yeah. Like- but then on the same note, the Bears had made a press conference notification for today, like five days ago. So then people were thinking he was going to go to the Bears. Yeah. But then that was like the weirdest fucking press conference today where all they really talked about was how their goal is to keep Allen Robinson. Cool. All right. 
Cool story, Hansel. So nothing's going to be changing on the Bears this year. It's like. big shocker. <laughs> shocker. I mean, don't get me wrong, Alan Robinson. I understand wanting to hang on totally. to him, but I'm like, don't y'all have some other things to kind of figure out as well? Yeah, but also like, I think everybody's aware of that. So like, why are why? you having a press conference about it? Yeah, so that's why I was like, were they really going to have a press conference about something else, and then it fell uh, through or something? That's hilarious. I don't Maybe. know. I don't know. I mean, a lot of rumors, a lot of conspiracy theories up in the air, but oh, for sure. I didn't watch the press conference. I like, I saw it while it was going on. So I probably should go back and like, really figure it out. But yeah, there's a lot of moving parts. It's crazy. Cause even back to kind of the Russell Wilson thing, if the Seahawks let him go, it's gotta be a really big deal where they can, cause without Russell Wilson, what are the Seahawks going to do? Like, do they have killer receivers? Absolutely. But they can't fucking catch the ball if there's not anybody there good enough to throw it to them. Right. And for sure. I just like, that's one of the big factors where I'm like, what's Seattle doing? Like it, some other people, I was watching something earlier where they were like debating this and they're basically being like, they need, the Seahawks need to come out and just cut it all down and be like, no, we're not trading him no matter what, like we're keeping him. He's our franchise guy, like whatever. And then just give him whatever the fuck he wants or which what, uh, who knows what he wants. Mm Or they have to entertain. I think they said there was like 10 teams that already like were inquiring about him or like making, I don't know if they made offers, but I don't know. It's just weird. But I do not think that Seattle is going to be worth a shit without him. But I could, I could be wrong. Who knows? I mean, he shit the bed the second half of the season for sure. That's not all his fault, but it's not, not his fault, you know? Yeah. To me, I think it's in Seattle and Russell's best interest to just figure something out and figure out how to improve on what you currently have. I just don't see where he's going to go. That's going to help his situation in enough time, especially based on his age. Like not saying he's old, but he's 32. He's not young. And again, and especially if he's narrowing it down to these four fucking teams, I'm sorry. I just, I don't see it. I don't get it. I don't know what his end goal is, but if it's to win a fucking Super Bowl or something, this ain't it. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I mean, he's a free agent in 2024. Maybe there's things going on that I just don't understand. That is very fucking possible. I also know yeah. that his agent is formally from baseball. They don't have salary caps. So I'm like, yeah. are we thinking at all about that? Yeah. Like, are we remembering that we're playing NFL and yeah. not MLB? Yeah. I don't know. No, just um, kidding. I'm sure he is very good at his job, but no, I'm but interested yeah. to see how it plays out. Definitely. Couple other things I did see where Kyle Rudolph is no longer with the Minnesota Vikings. I know nothing about it. I just saw that headline as I was leaving work. Damn, I did not see that. Shocker. It was just announced. So again, no information. Not that we really need to talk about it or talk about it. Just was going to mention it. And then the obvious big move this week was JJ Watt. Yeah, let's head into the Arizona Cardinals. Did not see that coming. Who did? I don't think anyone did. Such a like J.J. Watt move. Oh my God. For him to do the things that he did during this free agency of the tweets. And like, we even got into that last week, obviously. And yeah, you know, unfortunately my theory was incorrect, which not that I really (laughs) took it that seriously to begin with, but. Anything anybody thought was incorrect. Yeah, exactly. Not one, I don't think one person said, you know what? I bet he goes, which obviously the DeAndre Hopkins things, which now that it's happened, everyone's like, oh, there's just connection. I'm like, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins got him there. Like, no. Yeah, no. He went but for I the do money. think it's cool that they're going to be there together. Me too. There's a lot of people who are accusing him of, you know, saying he was leaving the Texans because he wants to do more for his career, blah, blah, blah. And then there were people saying, oh, but then he ended up signing with the biggest deal for the most money. Supposedly, that's not true. This was not the most money he was offered. 
And I do believe that he really did, in a way, choose this team because he felt like this is where he would personally make the biggest impact and that he felt like there's enough potential there for them to make something happen. He had really, really kind words to say to Kyler Murray. He was like, I'm going to miss Houston. I'm very excited to go to Arizona. Kyler, I believe in you. This is why I chose this team because I truly believe what you have going. I just thought that was really cool. I'm a fan. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. Like I said, I think there's a lot of the antics that went down with this that are like super JJ Watt. And sometimes I think that he has this persona and I think he's admitted to it too, like this Captain America persona that he thinks he needs to uphold sometimes and not all bad, sometimes just super try hard. Like, okay, we get it. Oh, a total try hard, but I'd much rather have a professional athlete that's very much in the public eye be a fucking try hard than a piece of shit like loser. A total douchebag, yeah. His wife or dog. Fair point. Or, very or kid. good point. I, I don't want to get in that debate because I will go hard in the paint. <laughs> no, no. And I, I think, yeah, I. Totally but it wouldn't agree. be a debate between you and I. It would be just. No, but there are people out there who absolutely would debate you. Yeah. Another interesting twist on this is man named Marshall Goldberg, who hasn't played since 1948, held the number 99. And it was one of the five numbers that were retired with the Cardinals organization. Apparently, this man's football career was interrupted back then with a stint in the Navy during World War II. And with Watt signing, the Goldberg family gave the team and Watt their blessing to unretire the number. What? That's crazy. Which That's cool. Apparently this has happened before, which I didn't realize. Peyton Manning maybe, and I'm probably lying. And of course (laughs) I didn't write it down. But there's a few instances where this has happened before, which shocked me. Because I'm like, why the fuck do you retire numbers if you're just going to like later unretire them? I don't know. Like, I feel like if nobody would ever retire my number, let's be right. Like, I'll never know this feeling, but (laughs) I'm also like, if you're going to retire my number and we're going to go through this song and dance, and then while I'm in my grave, you fucking unretire (laughs) it, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, that's true. I think there should be a clause in there. Like if someone did retire my number, I would have a clause in there that said, once I'm dead, you can't fucking, you can't can't go free. You can't take these backsies on your words. Yeah. Yeah, none of that shit. No. Oh. I mean, I'm really just kidding. I mean, obviously the the family gave their blessing, so I think that's the most important thing, but this guy didn't, so it's kind of funny and I just don't really I don't really get it in the sense that I'm like, again, why retire it if you're just going to like later in life I know. retire it, but I I get um, it, but I I also I do kind of get it, I think, because when they did retire it, obviously it was a while ago, I'm assuming. I hope it wasn't just last year. No, they retired it way back then, I think. Yeah, like when he was alive. (laughs) Yeah. No, I just like- like, Maybe even even like 1950 or something, like back then. Yeah. So to me, I do- I feel like I do get it because like the sentiment behind retiring someone's number is like super fucking cool. And if it is even older, then I get it even more because then that's something else they can give back. Like they're like, they see JJ Watt as somebody that's like going to do justice to their family member's number. So they're like, man, this is too cool of a thing. And we know how people are like with their numbers. I mean, I was the same number from eighth grade until my senior year of college. Like you get attached to it. So I get like the feelings behind it. So I don't know. I think it's, I mean, and you said it too, like it's super cool of them that they did it. I wonder if there was some kind of like payment behind the scenes for that or something. <laughs> yeah, probably. JJ's like, keep this on the deal. Yeah. He's like, here's a million got, dollars for that. I number. got some, <laughs> I got some Papa John's and HEB money for you. <laughs> Fuck. 
I don't hate this decision by JJ Watt. Like I, like I said, I really loved his words to Kyler Murray and I think Kyler Murray is awesome. I think he's just getting started and to add a a powerhouse like JJ Watt is only going to help. I mean, Cliff, Cliff, our boy Cliff is over there trying. Good job, Cliff. Yeah. Trying to make something happen. So I don't hate it. I don't hate it, but like, I don't necessarily think that the Cardinals are like serious contenders yet. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're in like the hardest division in NFL. I don't know that they're contenders yet, but I think they're on the right track. And I, Oh, for sure. But my point is like, even last year they were surprising. So I think it's, you know, only to go up from here. Oh, I completely agree. But his deal and this could change, but his deal is a two year deal for 23 million guaranteed 31 overall. So over the last five years, J.J. Watts missed 32 games because of injuries. Over the next two years, he's making like a million dollars a game if he stays healthy. So that's a pretty good deal, but he's got to stay healthy. And so to me, like a two-year deal, like it with 23 guaranteed, like that's badass and good for him. But I do think the Cardinals aren't going to become a Super Bowl contender overnight. Definitely. And by that, I mean in a year and maybe not even two years, like Mm -hmm. there's a chance, there's a really good chance. They have a lot of good pieces and they're clearly wanting to build on it. I just like, I'm just not convinced yet. Like I like the move. And I think, I mean, honestly, just for an athlete for like especially for J.J. Watt, who maybe is on his last year or two, like let him in somewhere like in a good mood and like with a good, maybe like the Cardinals have been trying to like fix their shit too. So it's like, end on a happy note, like for him to leave the Texans and to do it how he's done it, like nobody ever would have thought of all people he would leave the fucking Texans. So if that tells you anything about that organization. For the Cardinals, it's probably hard to sign someone of his age and and considering the injuries that he has sustained which he has come through too so i mean totally i'll definitely give him that i mean the things that he has overcome is has been very impressive so i'm sure it's hard for them to sign any lengthy deal time-wise because of those things sure i was very impressed and surprised by the amount that he got i never thought it would be that much yeah when he was looking i think he said he was looking for like 15 to 16 million right Um, And literally, like, that's... Statement that I read definitely said that he did not take offer that was the most money. Because that was the accusation getting thrown around. Well, either way, my opinion on the matter is, if he did take the biggest um, offer for the money, I don't fucking blame him. Good Yeah, I mean, that's what most athletes do. I mean, that's kind of a gig, right? Like... Yeah, just... So now all of a sudden... Being a working woman, I, like, kind of get it. (laughs) Yeah, when I guarantee those... This is me being an ass. Guarantee the people that are out there saying like what you were talking about earlier, how um, how he says he left for this reason, but then he like takes the biggest money and blah, blah, blah are the same people that don't like him because he's nice and like right. a good guy and talks about what he does. And it's like, well, do you want to, you can't have it both ways. Like, yeah. you yeah. know, you can't win for losing. I mean, it's just, yeah, everyone. I don't blame him. He gets <laughs> People are just, no, you can't make everyone happy, unfortunately. And that's just is what it is, especially in the social media universe. Yeah. Well, let me just show ever. let me just show you my, my life mantra. You can't please everyone. You're not pizza. That's a good one. Cause I feel like most everyone loves pizza. And if if they don't, don't, you're a serial killer. Yep. Serial killer or terrorist? Terrier? Terrierist. A Yorkshire terrier. (laughs) Also, there are two types of people in this world. I bought this. I don't know, three years ago. Is that the tag? 
Put this on. Oh, no. This whole thing. That, that's a sticker. That's Freddie Mercury. That's okay. uh, Shit's Creek. Got it. I see it the now. Other, I see the other one now. was my favorite murder. But anyway, no, I bought this board three years ago. Put this saying on it like the day I bought it. Haven't changed it since. Why, why change it? It's perfect. Well, thank you. God, thanks for making me feel better about myself because my sister is that other person. And I think she changes hers weekly. Yeah. So. Yeah, she would. Uh, I do have the magnets on my fridge that I change every so often, but yeah, you're also- times they're just like reminders, like, Hey, don't forget <laughs> to put this person in the parking system when they come over. <laughs> well, yeah, you're better than I am at no, yet another no. thing. Anyway. Yeah. JJ, good, good, good on you. Y'all are about to start a family someday probably. So yeah, I'm sure you're going to need that. You know what? I don't like, I don't like that. Let's take that back. I don't like that assumption or that societal expectation. Oh no. I really think I've read it before that they do want to have a family. Probably. But yeah, you're right. You're right. We don't want to assume anything, but. And she's got like a really great career going right now too. Oh, for sure. That's what I'm saying someday. Yes. Um, We did. Well, we'll move on. Just wanted to talk a little bit about gambling before we wrap it up. I know we've been a little bit light on the subject lately, but I think mentally it was just, you know, we had to get through football first before we could really start analyzing and watching college basketball, NBA hockey, and those three sports to be happening simultaneously and us to be like generally first time gamblers. It's a lot. Definitely have been doing that. Um, made some picks today. Actually, quite a few picks today. We'll see how those goes. Like I said, the first one didn't shape out well, Baylor, West Virginia, but hopefully some other ones will and really start getting back into the groove of providing picks. But I don't want to just like throw darts at the wall. Like I really want to try to provide yeah. like picks that have some sort of analysis behind them. And and for me to have some sort of understanding of where the teams are at that I'm actually gambling on. So kind of going to be circa like mansplaining minute style, but going to change our stuff up a little bit to where we're recording not just records, but units. So people don't really know what units are in terms of gambling, but it's basically just your desired bet that you want to play. So like whatever amount that you're comfortable throwing at a gamble, systematically, you would kind of, you would measure your success based on your units. So let's say based on your bankroll comfortability, you generally, gamble a hundred dollars per game so one unit would be a hundred dollars if you really just have a game that you're like no this is a fucking lock you want to max bet it you know some people will do like between one and five units so that they wanted to do like a max bet they do five units five hundred dollars and then if you win your winning is going to come in so then you would just calculate how many units you are plus or minus which would which helps calculate to the like general public who were appealing to or trying to appeal to (laughs) not just your record because like you think about it in terms of like wins and losses I could be going and placing bets for instance I think today Alabama who's ranked number eight is playing Auburn likely going to be just like a complete blowout their money line is probably like negative 700 or something crazy it's like I could go place a hundred dollars on that win maybe like $3 and then I could be like, oh, but I won that game. But it's almost like, mm. well, of course I won that game. Like it's an obvious. Everybody else won that game. Yeah. Too, but it's like how many units did I win? Like hardly. Any. It's just another way to like measure your success. Yeah. Within- cool your bets and then a more accurate depiction of the bets that you're placing and like how much your return really is. 
So going to kind of like shake that up on our Twitter a little bit and depict that versus our win-loss record and that be it. Learning. Yeah. Learning, churning. Yeah. 30, 30, thriving. 36. Don't say that. Well, technically... I'm not yet, but also, you know what? In my old age, I'm starting to look at birthdays as like, man, I'm still alive. As long as I'm still having a birthday, then I'm good. I mean, that's a good way to look at it. And I respect the hell out of being able to have that thought process. I am just, I never used to care about birthdays ever. And even 30 was rough, but it wasn't bad. And every year since 30, it's like, it's weird. Just worse every time. No, it's really weird. Honestly, it's like mentally fucking with me. Yeah, I'm going to be closer to 40 than 30 this year, and I ain't loving it. I don't love it. I just don't think about it. Like, I'll be on, like, suicide watch when I turn 35, I think. (laughs) Like, I'm just going to put that out there now. I feel like this podcast is, like, my midlife crisis. Yeah, same for me. I was 35 when we started. I don't know how this makes me young either. I mean, I can't figure out like TikTok. So I don't know why the hell I think this is like helping. Nobody can figure out TikTok, but then everybody can at the same time. I don't know. I can't figure out Twitter. So there you go. Well, I have been a long time Twitter person, but... I never really cared about ever having a following, like not even just on Twitter, but like Facebook, Instagram. I've just never, I've never really posted a lot. People will add me and I'm like, why are they adding me? I just have never been, I don't ever go add friends. I kind of refuse to do that in a weird way. And now I'm like looking at it in terms of our podcast and its growth. And I'm like, damn, I should have cared more. And I should have (laughs) tried. But why? I guess it doesn't matter. I'm a pretty social person. So yeah, I know right? I probably could have a much larger following than I do. Not yeah. to try to imply that I could be like some kind of influencer because that's true. <laughs> but. but still, no, I get it. I'm the worst. I'm the worst at social media. I'm really good at looking at it. That's about it. Yeah, exactly. I'm much more like someone who looks through things, but I don't ever like post a lot. But I'm trying to like get away from that, I guess, in a way. Yeah. And obviously building a following helps this. So trying to figure that out definitely on our at when we can't parlay Twitter, but it's like, I've been on Twitter since like 2009, probably, or something like that. Yeah, you're an OG. And I've loved Twitter always, but there was always this joke that was like, Twitter makes me love people that I don't know. And Facebook makes me hate the people that I do know. And it's like, absolutely. I would just go on there and die laughing and like enjoy and soak it all in. But I would never post or care if people followed me on. I have a hundred followers on Twitter. I don't even know who they are. Oh, I think I have 13. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sure some of them are people from our hometown, but people from our hometown don't really do Twitter. Like it never really was a big thing Mm -mm. there, but I always loved it. I just never had the desire to like do stuff, do stuff on there. I just like was behind the scenes, I guess. Until now. Yeah. So anywho, that's really all we have this week. Mentioned earlier, Dak is back and the Cowboys are back winning the fucking Super Bowl. You heard it here first. We're doing it. No, I have nothing else. My brain is fried. Yeah. No, I think like a broken record, Rainy and I are having crazy work weeks yet again. I'm going to Houston. It's closed this week. So this is like a crazy week to be doing that. I don't want to say it's slow for sports right now because that's definitely not true, but it's hard to report on 
everything that is everything and like hockey and basketball it's there's so much going on I can't keep up like at least with football like I realize there's a lot going on but it's definitely not as much and it's so much more contained this part of the week and it's on the weekend where it's like it's just constantly changing in the other yeah we could go on and on I I mean we are doing what we can and I hope you're enjoying it we enjoy doing this and we are constantly shifting, figuring out, you know, how to produce content that you want to hear. So, yeah. And, and that then, we want to talk about. <laughs> yeah. And as always, like we definitely welcome your feedback. So hope you're all enjoying it. Please check us out on Apple Podcasts where you can rate, subscribe and review us. Also on Spotify where you can follow us. Also on pretty much any platform that has podcasts yes. and just do whatever those do so you can always catch our episodes. Yes. And um, also per usual at Women Can't Parlay on Twitter and Insta. Yes, please. Please and thank you. And I enjoy talking to everybody on there, like definitely getting way more social. Like I posted a random trivia question today. I think I might do that more, which one of our friends was like trolling us and I was like, I'm going to kill you. Who? Oh, was it? Donk. The question was, what team made it to the March Madness finals in 1999 and it was their first time or whatever and they won? I'm saying that question completely fucked up. But the answer is UConn and he wrote like North Texas who (laughs) have maybe made it to the tournament like less than five times and like probably didn't make it out of the first round. NCTC. Fuck you. I'm surprised he didn't say NCTC. Oh, see, you could have had a better joke, dude. Yeah. I wonder if he listens to our podcast. You don't know. Are you out there? Text us. Tech, let us know, bitch. Let we got to help you for you. hear this. If not, we're coming for your ass. Yeah. We'll pay you in margaritas. Well, this is us. Women Can't Parlay signing off. We will see you later. Goodbye. Bye. Women can't, women can't, women can't, women can't parlay.